somehow Palpatine returned. Welcome back to the Hold Up What podcast. It's your boy again, back on a beautiful Tuesday. A little rainy, a little cloudy, but overall nice day. Wouldn't trade it in. We got a big episode, so I'm going to motor through this quick. We got people waiting. We got a person waiting. Our guest on today's show, Brian Alford, the writer of Working Class Iconoclast on Substack. We're going to go through an interview. Could run long, could run short. We don't really know. Uh, he reached out to me via Facebook, and I asked if someone wanted to be on a podcast. He responded, yeah, I'll be on it. We chatted for a little bit, and now we're going to be here. So the interview is coming up next, but first, we're going to get this date in history, August 15th, out of the way. History has its eyes August 15th, 1969, the iconic Woodstock Music and Art Fair began on a dairy farm in Bethel, New York. What was initially anticipated to be a gathering of approximately 50,000 people turned into a massive three-day festival that attracted over 400,000 attendees. It became a pivotal event in music history and a defining moment of the 1960s counterculture movement. Despite the overwhelming crowds, rain, and muddy conditions, the festival was notable for its peaceful atmosphere. The event showcased many of the era's top musical acts, including Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, The Who, and Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Woodstock has since become synonymous with the spirit of the 60s and is often referred to as three days of peace and music. The festival's legacy endures a symbol of counterculture, unity, and the transformative power of music. The more you know. So now that that's out of the way, and we're going to move along, keep it rolling right into the interview. Uh, we got our guest waiting. So with that being said, here's the interview with the writer, author, publisher of Working Class Iconoclast, Brian Alford. Make some noise. All right. So like I promised ahead of time, we had our guest today. Um, we met the other day on Facebook. He is a Substack writer. Uh, he's been doing it for, I think, since from when I checked, August of 2022. I don't know if I have that correct, but he writes pretty consistently. Stuff he goes on uh, varies a lot. It's a lot of food on there, which I love. Everyone loves food. Um, and UAPs, it, it kind of goes all over the place. So with that being said, I'm going to turn it over to him. His name's Brian. Um, his Substack is Working Class Iconoclast. You can find it in the description of this podcast and give him a subscribe, give him a read over and uh, see what he's about. So I'm going to let him take the reins for a little bit, let him introduce himself and we can get this show on the road. Thank you for introducing me and having me on. This is awesome. Um, yeah, I've been writing consistently for a couple months on Substack. Yeah, my main uh, newsletter is Working Class Iconoclast and then the sub newsletter to that would be the Anthroculinarian because I'm my background is a chef. I've been a chef for almost 20 years. And so I kind of wanted to combine like anthropology and food, but that hasn't really happened like I thought it would. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been writing consistently for a couple months. 
Um, but I started it about a year ago, but I, yeah, I've been consistent for about two months now. It's been interesting. So. Oh, nice. So it's been a good thing. What, um, so how would you say you got started with writing on Substack? Like what was the, I guess like the main driver, like how would you say you, how would you describe your Substack and like what made you kind of get into writing in Substack? Um, my Substack, what made me get into it? Um, I had been thinking about writing for, I mean, I'm 39 now. So I've been thinking about it since I was 27. I attempted to write short stories a long time ago, but it, you know, I didn't really do anything with it. And I guess it, it was has always been a desire. And I just thought, if you're gonna, if I'm gonna do it, just go full on with it, you know. And so I had heard about Substack through, I think, the Joe Rogan podcast, and um, checked it out. It's like, okay. So whatever I write on here, I own. It's copywritten to me, so that's cool. There you go. And um, there's a potential potential to earn some money and get um, some creativity out. I am a creative person, so like I said, I'm a chef. I love to make food. I've I've run kitchens for years, but I also I'm a musician. I've played guitar forever. I've been in a couple different bands, and um, there's nothing going on musically right now. So writing kind of fills that creative spot, you know. I hear you. So uh, how did you become a chef? What, yeah. Did you just start working in a kitchen or you just went to school for it? Like how'd that all come, <laughs> come about? Because I used to work in a kitchen. I I loved it. I thought working in a kitchen's okay. awesome, but um, I wasn't, That's I, I didn't go to culinary yeah. school or anything. So No, neither did I. I started working in the kitchen, I think really when I was 16, I got a job as a dishwasher and that lasted a few months. I went back to school. Obviously I was 16, which my boss of that job yelled at me for going back when school started again. I was like, what? um but i I liked it and um i didn't i got i had that job and i i didn't work in the kitchen for the next few years um i did other stuff did some landscaping a little bit of construction here and there and then uh i had moved um to a new town uh bellingham washington um that's where i'm from washington state the seattle area and so i had moved north about I don't know, just a few miles, 50 miles or something, and needed a job. So I took a job as a dishwasher, and I said, you know what? I do like this. It's it's a good time. Plus, you know, I'm good at it, and I can just, I like to cook. Let's do that. So I learned everything on the job, you know. Yeah, uh, I didn't go to school or anything like that, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I had intended on going to school from time to time, but I always had to work. So I was like, I need to pay bills. School's not going to pay my bills, and I'm going to owe money. So let's just yeah. keep working and move our way up. It's funny how that works. You're supposed to pay bills and go to school to learn how to pay bills, yeah. and there's no real. Oh, like, yeah. Hey, how do I? How am I supposed to do this as an adult? And no one really, <laughs> te- no one really gives you the playbook on that one. So I know, I know, going into no, a kitchen is as either a waiter, bartender, like front of the house, back of the house, easy to yeah. get into, and it's easy to stay in once you're in because if you're really good at it, like you could be making the kitchens I've worked in when I've had bad dishwashers, and everyone shits on the dishwasher. Right, they're like, oh, the dishwasher. Like, right, how important right. could that job be? It's like if you have a bad dishwasher, oh, that can yeah. ruin the entire shift. If stuff's not getting cleaned on time, like you know, you're missing knives, you run out of pans, you're running out of plates or forks, plates, like, everything, you know, it'll shut it down. So, and then once you're in it, you're like, yeah. I'm, I'm making decent money. I'm, you're hanging out. The atmosphere in a kitchen is like none other. Yep. I, I worked in a kitchen for about five years. Yeah. The atmosphere in there is, it's. It's completely different than the outside. Like you see the food come out, and that's it. You're like, oh, someone's working hard back there. And then you go back there, and the conversations. Someone did that are, back there, yeah. Yeah, the conversations are off the wall. <laughs> People are kind of out of control, but they're really good at their job, so they can come in hungover. They, you know, they can come in all, yeah, all messed yeah. up from the night before because they worked until midnight, so they stayed out until four a.m. and then they woke up. Now they're yeah. working a double, and they're bringing your food to you. So. <laughs> 
If I could do anything in, yeah, in my life, is. I would own a restaurant if I was willing to lose money because I know restaurants are uh, the, yep. the margins there aren't too good. So um, I was no, and they're even less nowadays. You know, oh, I imagine how it is now, and everyone, no one really wants to pay for it. Like it's it, everything's expensive. Like it's no. like I remember wings, just wings alone. Wings was is a crazy example because I remember back in college. This is like twelve years ago now when it was like wing night. Yeah. You get like ten cent wings, twenty five cent wings, and then now yeah. one yeah. chicken wing is two dollars, and you're getting ten wings for twenty five dollars, <laughs> and you're like, what the hell? What happened here? So I can only imagine exactly what it is now exactly it's the same way with tacos too i worked in a taco truck for a while and you know years ago um i think i had my first taco truck probably 20 years ago and it was like 50 cent tacos or something and now they're two three four dollars sometimes you know oh yeah depending on where you go so yeah it's crazy but no the kitchen atmosphere is really that also drew me in because it's like a pirate ship and you know everyone's kind of crazy back there like you said, we're going to work hard. We're going to drink hard. We're going to come in hungover. That's how it goes for, for a while when you're young, you know. Um, but yeah, just the whole camaraderie of it and and the the group the group is what really drew me in. Everybody working together, the group effort. And uh, yeah, it was a good time. So No, yeah. And um, I didn't ask off the start, which I probably should have. But uh, where did you grow up uh, around? Or if you want, I mean, you don't, you have to, you don't have to divulge your entire life story. But if you, you know, where did you grow up? Uh, you all that stuff. Uh, well, I, I grew up um, in Washington State, northern Washington State in the Seattle area. I'm still there. Um, I've traveled a little bit throughout the country. No international travel, really, aside from just north to Canada. Um, but yeah, I grew up in, in the Seattle area, not in Seattle itself. Um, 30 minutes outside of Seattle is completely different than the city itself. You know, that's yeah. that's pretty much said about any major city, though. Um, yeah, I just grew up in the Pacific Northwest uh, my whole life. And I guess I've done Pacific Northwest things my whole life. life I've fished and been outside camping and, and outdoors and stuff, you know, so. Yeah. That's about so it. Is, is yeah. Seattle and um, like the upper Northwest is because mm-hmm. on the news you see kind of different things you're like oh up, living up there seattle's yeah. like this this haven for you know everything's free and it's <laughs> chaos it, i've always heard of seattle being a beautiful city and i've always wanted to live there i know friends that want to live there i know people that have lived yeah. there and it's a beautiful city and yeah. it rains a lot and people tie that to um <laughs> twilight and all that stuff they're like yeah it's it's always rainy yeah yeah um so like how is it really as bad as they make it seem to be? Is or is this all just you know nonsense on the news trying to <laughs> scare people to never live in Seattle or live live in that area? Well, I won't. Uh, you know, we tell you it rains all the time, but we're we've been in a, I guess a drought situation here for a while. Um, yeah, it it Seattle's a beautiful city. I I like to visit. Um, I've never lived in the city myself in the city of Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, and like everything else, it's gone crazy expensive now. But where where isn't you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a beautiful area. It does rain. We had a more, I'd say, temperate climate when I was younger. It gets fairly cold here now. I mean, I would say last year it got like 14 degrees was probably the coldest. It's not the coldest place. It's not the hottest place. It's a pretty good place to live. I, I like it here. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I, I have friends there trying to move there from Mississippi. Yeah. And they're like, okay, they're yeah. set on moving to Seattle. They went to visit, uh, I, think, <laughs> yeah. I think in March or April, they went to visit and they're like, no, this is where we're going to move. Like when we, they want to like set up shop, like have kids, the whole nine there. And like okay. beautiful, the like thing. you said, yeah. the climate is really nice. Like it's, it's not too yep. sunny. It's not too cold. It's kind of just a little, it's, it's right, not hot, not cold. It's right in the middle and they love it. They loved it. And everyone I've, that has yeah. been there said it's, it's awesome to live in. So that's good. You lived there your whole life. Um, 
I grew up in New York and okay. um, lived in South Carolina for a little bit. Now I live in New Jersey, which is just next to New York. So I'm used to the north. Yeah, yeah. I'm used New to the northeast. Uh, definitely the east coast. I've only been on the west coast a handful of times. Um, never been up okay. to Seattle though. I've always wanted to go up there. So um, yeah, yeah, you know, like I said, it's a cool area. I mean, it is it is a beautiful place. Uh, you know, during the pandemic, it was all over the news for that like chop or Chaz zone, whatever it was, where where it was like a three block radius or square, I guess it was, where people they were saying on the news, oh, it's lawless and there's crazy stuff happening all over the place and shit like that. And I mean, I have a friend who lives down there, and she took a picture of that zone downtown, and like nothing was going on. So I don't know where they got all that information from, yeah, or misinformation, but. <laughs> So, yeah, it's just, somebody had some creative freedom. It sounds like you know. Yeah, you would think because just from the images that you see, you're like, oh, I would never go there. And then like you're saying, like, oh, there's people that live there, and they're like, I don't know what right. they're talking about. It must just be one of those things. Like, yeah, they, yeah, it could have been there for like a day, or could have looked they, from the angle they shot it. It could have looked right. a lot worse. But um, yeah, I haven't heard anything bad. I know the Mariners are Mariners are my second favorite team besides the Yankees because growing up, oh, really? Ken Griffey okay. Jr. A Rod was on those teams yeah. back in the day, so they were always fun to watch. They yeah, the Yankees yeah. a hard time, so. Um, oh yeah, A Rod. The uh, he we can we do consider him a traitor, even though he went to Texas first, then he ended up in New York. But yeah. you know, he started here. We do a really good job at taking young talent and bringing it up and letting them go. Let, yeah, That's what just, we do. Yeah, trading them off or paying the wrong guy or something. Yeah. Something. So uh, <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. A Rod. Yeah. He um he was. He was my, one of my favorite players growing up. And then when he came to the Yankees, I'm like, of course, he's got to be my favorite Yankee now. Yeah, he's got to be there. But he's right, kind of a phony. Yeah. If you look yeah. anything he does now, you're like, it's just he's just being like very, very veneer about the whole thing. You could tell he's faking it. OK. Like his smile, the whole thing. Yeah. It's it's all a fake. But um, I was reading over. So I had a couple friends. They clicked on your um on your sub stack and they went to the about section came up. So like, why subscribe? Right. And then it brings up UFOs yeah. and UA, UAPs in there. So. I scoured through some of your articles that you wrote and Mm -hmm. a little bit hard to find the UAP UFO section. Granted, I was at work when I was doing this, so I wasn't wasn't researching too hard. And it's just me that produces this. This isn't, I wish I had a researcher or a producer (laughs) that can do this. So maybe I missed something, but um, what's your, what do you think about these UFOs, all this stuff going on in the news? Like, what do we got there? What do you think it is? Well, the problem with that is nobody really knows, do they? No, we don't. (laughs) We don't really know. I mean, you know, when I was younger, and when you were younger too, that stuff was, you were crazy if you even said, oh, I saw something in the sky, I didn't know what it was, you know, and oh, yeah. it's nothing, and it was tabloid stuff and everything like that, And but now, acknowledging that something unknown is in the sky is mainstream news, and so I think that's like step one to figuring it out, but the problem is we just don't know. What do I think it is? I think it could be a, a variety of different things. It could be something we have where it's classified, that we're flying around there. It could be an adversary, but I don't know about that. It could be, there's been theories that it's interdimensional, that it's us from the future, even though if you, you know, we operate on a linear timeline as humans here, we, we do moment to moment, but there's another, if there's other species out there, they may not. So it could be something from our, what we consider the future. It could be what we consider like ghost or, or something like that, you know? No, absolutely. I, I heard, so my TikTok is loaded with stuff like that. And yeah. I've always, like you said, when you were younger, if you said you saw a UFO, you were nuts. Like you're like everyone, yeah, you're right, whatever. Yeah. You're, you're an idiot. Like, you know, and then yeah. now that it's becoming more common and like some of this stuff's coming out, like, oh, the government doesn't know what this stuff is, stuff is either. So 
it could be yeah. either it's classified and the stuff they're telling us in the news is just like a front. You know what I mean? They're just putting that out there as like, look over here while this is all going on over here. Right, yeah. They're either hiding a weapon it or they're be. hiding the fact that they do have aliens. Like there are aliens. They're just look over here real quick. So everyone glances <laughs> over there. Meanwhile, they're doing all this other stuff yeah. over here. And then there's stuff that's going on in Antarctica with... um they're lighting off. Right. They're shooting this this energy weapon into the ground, and it's causing the, one of the volcanoes yeah. went off um, in the Pacific Southwest. I don't want to. Say, I think it was Thailand, maybe went off, and they're like, I heard, was, "Yeah, Australia, New Zealand, something like that." Yeah, but, and they're like, "Oh, that's because they sh- they shot this weapon off, and yeah, it's." And it's all control. They're like working. The humans and uh, aliens are working like side by side with this thing because they put it here and we're using it now. And uh, so, and then what? What? What freaks me out is because I'm in the Air Force, right? So I don't fly or anything, but okay. I I know pilots and stuff. Yeah. And their job to yeah. fly is to identify things in the air. Like that's a lot of their training is to exactly. identify things. So for them not to be able to identify something, and if it's like a balloon in the distance, right, and they fly towards it, the balloon's not moving fast enough. A jet is gonna is right, going right. three hundred and ninety nine miles an hour faster than that one mile per hour balloon floating. So they they would buzz yeah. right past it, and they'd be like, "Oh, that's a balloon." The problem is with some of this stuff is that they can't catch up to it, and when they do get close enough to it, they can't identify what it is. They're like, "That's not another plane." That's nothing I've seen before. And then it takes off and yeah. it flies faster than they've fl- ever flown or it changes directions. So that's where it trips me up where I'm like, all right, that's definitely something that we don't know what it is. And if a pilot who's trained to identify something can't identify it, can't put it into words what he saw or she saw, then it's like, all right, that was obviously something going on there. Right. You're, like you're saying, uh, a trained observer, a pilot, you know, that's the kind of credible witnesses that are coming forward nowadays that never were, let's say, even even 10 years ago, you didn't have any credible witnesses, really. Um, there, there are people out there who are not crazy, who are credible, but, you know, as far as being on the news and what we consider credible, uh, people that fly around in the sky, like you're saying, pilots, if they don't know what what's flying right next to them, then that is a concern, you know? Yeah. And then they have like videos of people flying in commercial planes and they, they take a video out their window yeah. and the thing buzzes past them and yeah. everyone's like, what the hell was that thing? And they slow it down. Like that's, <laughs> it's not a fake video that, that that's something just flew past the plane and there should be nothing in your airspace if you're a commercial jet and it's too high for it to be like a drone, like a commercial drone that someone's flying around their backyard. So there's a lot of questions but it, it also could be the interdimensional thing, which is I just went down a rabbit hole on. And we were talking about it at work recently. Yeah. They, uh, they just vibrate into our into our universe and then they or their our reality and then they vibrate out. And then they because we only see what four percent of the color spectrum. So they already know that there's yeah. things we can't yeah. see. So maybe they're operating in that time in that space and we just they see, we see them for a little bit and then they disappear. And it's like that's why they look like they're moving fast, is because they're vibrating. Well, that's why on a every plane. every picture and video is blurry, you know? Yeah. Like every video you people people always say, oh they're you know the video is blurry or all these pictures are blurry and there's there's skeptics, which I understand. There has to be skeptics to balance out the the crazy, you know yeah. what I mean? But to be a, a debunker, like instead of a skeptic, somebody that's so 100% sure that what they're seeing isn't uh, anything strange to say, no, I know what it is. You know, you, you shouldn't be 100% sure about any of that because we don't know. Yeah, it's know? just, it's it, and it's okay you to not no know. Idea. It's okay to not know, but it's yes. it's worse when you're like, hey, that's nothing. You didn't see it and shutting the door. Because that's what, that's what makes people ask more questions. If you're trying to get people to stop asking questions, you should just say, I don't know what that is and just keep it moving. Because the news cycle is changing every 
at this pace, it's changing every 12 hours, like the way the, the world works. It oh, used yeah. to be like oh, the yeah. new cycle was a week and then it was a day. Now it's, it's yep. beat the 24 hour cycle doesn't really work anymore. It's mostly 12 hours. Everything's changing. So yeah. if you just tell them like, Hey, I don't know what that was yeah. next. And you know, now you're talking about next. a wildfire somewhere else or something else happened. So yeah. Um, Right. There's a lot of yeah. smoke and mirrors going on. But I mean, hopefully we get to the bottom of it because that would be kind of crazy to think that like in our lifetime, if aliens just showed up, like what would happen? Like from that time they landed in Central Park or wherever they landed. And it's like, that's very like, yeah. uh, <laughs> that's uh, what's the word for it? Like, oh, they're going to land in the United States. You know, like of all the places on Earth, they're going to land oh, right. in, yeah. in Central yeah. Park. Like they could land anywhere. It's but self-serving. Yeah. But let's just say they land. maybe. <laughs> yeah. Like the whole planet's covered in water, but they're going to pick Central Park. You know, it's it's stupid. But. Here we go, right there. Yeah. yeah, or the White House. They always people always say, why don't they land on the White House lawn? Well, do they watch Earth news or American news? Yeah, and like, do what they, are they watching? Does the universe? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like the universe does the universe just obey presidential United States presidential law? Yeah, that's it doesn't so. make any sense. But from that point on, if no. they just landed like today or just right now, like we're we're sitting here recording and then we flash over to Twitter and it's like aliens have landed and you're you're like, What the hell? Like from that point yeah, on, like right? what's gonna happen? You know, that's that's kind of what I don't wanna see it, but it would be cool to see what would actually happen if that was that were the case. It would be cool and I hope that I'm alive, you know, when we figure it out. If we don't figure it out in my lifetime, then we don't, but it's it's interesting and it's it's kinda cool that it's being talked about openly now. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna move on from the ufo okay. talk if there's something you want to promote about your Substack, whatever we're gonna we're gonna move on to brian bry out it's a little game we're gonna play where uh okay. i'm gonna try to i'm gonna see if brian knows some of the terms the kids are using these days because i just learned this about two weeks ago some of these key phrases and these <laughs> words that they're using so we're gonna uh get this started but if there's anything you want to talk about you 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 want to promote your Substack. you want to talk about make make a point we didn't we didn't cover uh this is you can let it rip before we get the game going okay um i think what i was going to comment on was you mentioned my about section and the ufo uap sort of conspiracy mention in there um when i wrote that i think i i did intend on writing more about that but i've kind of scaled back on it um it due to my current audience I don't know if they were as receptive to that as they were to my other topics or not, but I do want to get back around to it. So uh, um, yeah. it, it will be in there. just not, not consistently all the time. You know what I mean? So, um, no, yeah. yeah and as far as my, my steps, yeah, as far as my stub sack is concerned, um, yeah, just check it out. If you like it, subscribe. If you don't, you don't have to, you know, I have a paid option on there. Um, you don't have to do a paid subscription, but it would be, that would be very cool at some point. So, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I know yeah, what you mean, though, yeah. by start when you start, because when I started my Substack, I think the first podcast I put out was about what's happening in France, and it didn't get that much attention. Okay. And then I did that for a couple right. times, a couple times. Then I think the one that got it kicked off was, um, I, I was talking about aliens, believe it or not. It was an alien episode about um, the one that happened in Las Vegas, where like the really? thing crashed in the backyard. Okay. I talked about that and then yeah, I had like yeah. 25 views and I was like, oh, I should probably start talking about that from now on. Like I just kind of not yeah, even switch yeah. on dime, but I'm like, oh, that got me more traction. I'm going to gear towards some of this. So I know what you mean when you start off one way and then you're like, eh, there's only so much you could talk yeah. about in this. So you have to kind of branch out and get into various topics. But I enjoy the food, the food articles, to be honest, because I, I can watch food, okay. TikToks, okay. food, YouTubes. There's a guy I watch. It is the real POV cook. 
my watch. He wears a okay. uh, GoPro on his head or his chest, I guess. And he works yeah, at like a Denny's. Yeah. I think it's like a Denny's or an IHOP. And it's just him cooking. And he like you can hear him talking Breakfast to himself. And he's just he's just working. And he's not <laughs> he's not stressed out. He's not like cursing up a storm or anything. He's just work. He's just the movements he makes. I'm he's like, working oh, through it. he's in the zone. You can tell he's he knows where everything is on the grill. Yeah. He knows when he put it down. He right, flips right. things at a certain. I was like, that's the kind of shit that I, I miss is like when you're just in there. He probably has headphones in. He's probably not listening to any anybody it's oh yeah just him working he's just zoned out in there yeah because food i can watch yeah, food yeah. i can eat food i love food <laughs> you know all this stuff so i'm a big yeah, fan yeah. big fan of your articles on food especially the latest one from august 11th okay the, uh what was it the um not the monster sandwich the the um oh the fat sandwich fat sandwich there you go so I've been yes, reading that one yes. over. I showed that to a couple of friends. And that started, you know, in New Jersey. So, hey, right, there, right there with you. Yeah. <laughs> Where you grew up. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Um, I, I like that. I like to write about food. But I had a, I had started a YouTube channel a while ago and intending on, once again, with intentions, intending on doing, like, in basic instructional videos and some food identification because some people who don't cook have no clue what, you know, different food items are in like the produce vegetable kind of arena, that kind of thing. Yeah. But, um, my house is rather loud and it's summer vacation. And so my kid is loud too. And I, I have nowhere to film <laughs> right yeah. now, you know, I hear you. um, to do any more videos, but, but I think I'll pick that back up here again. Uh, whenever I have some quiet time. All right. Sounds good. We're looking forward to it. So we're going to roll right into, let me get this pulled up. Bry in or, Bry out. So the rules for everyone paying attention at home is if he knows what it is, he's going to say, "I'm this is Bry in. I'm I'm Bry in on this phrase," and he's going to try to explain what the phrase is. If he says, "I'm Bry out," I'm going to explain what the phrase is and ask him probably if it makes sense or not because kids say some crazy stuff these days and it blew me it blew me for it blew my mind when i when i first read some of the stuff they say or when i hear them talk because i work with a lot of young people that are like 18 19 20 and they say they say phrases and i'm like i don't know where that oh, yeah. where you even pick that up from so we're gonna <laughs> roll right into it let's get the game show music going <laughs> uh, all right so the first word where the hell did it go Yeah, and the computer's doing some crazy stuff today. Come on. Technology, right, one day it's going to tell us what to do. All right. So, are you bry in or bry out on the word riz? R-I-Z-Z. I'm R-I-Z-Z. I am bry out on that one. Bry out on the word riz. So, riz... <laughs> is essentially riz means the charisma of one that uses to charm or flirt the the term can be positive or negative where you could say w riz or l riz or you can music riz somebody so if you play like a really uh catchy song or a really song gets you in i guess a girl in the mood you riz there like i'm rizzing gotcha. this person you riz gotcha. you have charisma you're very confident in yourself i don't know what it means my nephew who's nine says it and uh-huh. you know, yeah, he's like, you got okay. a rhythm. He'll be like, oh, you talk I'll to the waitress. Yeah, he's like, talk to the waitress. So I'm like, oh, I'm good. He goes, oh, you got a rizzer. I'm like, all right, man, whatever that means. <laughs> so there's that. That's great. That's great. All right. So Brian or Bry out on canon events. Bry out. 
Definitely. eye out on canon events. So, a canon event is a significant and often uncomfortable life event that dramatically shapes a person's future. I think this is. I think they're describing trauma. I think this is what the definition of. It okay. Is. <laughs> okay. So the the example would be my little brother is buying four thousand dollars worth of NFTs on our dad's credit card. It's going to be a canon event. So it's pretty much uh, you're, des- <laughs> you're describing yeah. trauma at this point. And they just call it a that canon. That makes event. sense. In- yeah. Canon event. Impending impending trauma in that case, if you're yeah. doing that. Like it's that's when I first read that definition, I was like, this sounds like they're describing trauma. Like they they're they're describing a life event that's gonna dramatically change the way they live life, but instead of calling it trauma and going to like a therapist, they're gonna call it a canon event and keep their keep their lives going. <laughs> so that's always good. Right. How about the phrase are you Brian or Bry out on the phrase he is him? Well, I would like to think I know what that means, but I think I'm bright out on that one, too. Bright out. He is him is a phrase used to acknowledge someone's impressive accomplishments, typically in sports. It grew in popular internet um, internet circles for Jimmy Butler's performance when they called him Himmy Butler. He was him in the playoffs. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, okay. We're learning things as we go here. Yes, I will use all these later today. Yeah, I know. Go out to your local store and start saying this stuff and see see what happens. I just when they use these when I've heard yeah. phrases these phrases used in like a real conversation, I like pause and I'm like, yeah, is this what you guys are saying now? And they're like, oh yeah, and I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. But I, <laughs> if you would have talked to me when I was in high school, and then my, our parents were probably like, you guys sound stupid talking to each oh, other. Yeah. So yeah. They definitely thought that. Yeah, we. <laughs> yeah, I was informed of that. So, I'll give you an easy one since you've been bry out on a bunch of these. Okay. Are you bry in or bry out on the word on the phrase throw shade? Ooh, I've heard this one, but I couldn't tell you what it means. So I think I have to be bry out on that one too. Ooh, another bry out. So throwing shade at somebody is to subtly express contempt or disrespect for somebody. So you throw shade at them. Okay. You're throwing shade their way. Okay. Like you're kind of just. Gotcha. You're, it's yep. like a. Yeah, it is very subtle. That's a good way to put it. It's a very subtle shade. Like if you say you're working in the kitchen, right? And someone's like, who cut these yeah. carrots? And you're like, that guy did over there. Like, but you don't announce it to everybody. You kind of just mention it. You put it in the water. So yeah. Like, oh, that guy doesn't know what yeah. he's doing. Yeah. 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 So it's one of those. Right. All right. And then the gotcha. last one. Now, this one, you might not get it because obviously you're a male. So you might not get it, but it is uh-huh. popular now. And there's a whole genre on the internet. And the phrase is so are you bry out or bry in on girl dinner? Oh, you're a chef. You might be able to get this one. Oh. What would be considered girl dinner? I, a girl dinner. Oh, I'm recently bry in on this one, I believe. <laughs> Well, a girl dinner is like a big snack plate. It's like you have some slices of pastrami, you got some pickles, you got whatever else you got on there, cheese, and it's a snack dinner. Oh, yeah. So, exactly that. It's just they go in their fridge, they go in their cabinet, they throw some stuff on a plate, they take a picture of it, and it's hashtag girl dinner. So, I think you were one for five there. I think you were one for five, but, you know, hopefully this isn't your last, uh, the last time on, and we can have you on again. One of these days, you and, could, uh, yeah. We'll try yeah. another Brian Bry out segment, and we'll try something different. Or you, I can... think too that. Go ahead. The phrase, the phrases are nice, but the what I've heard, what I hear recently is words I don't know. You know, that my son says. So, 
Oh, yeah. I mean, they come up with some crazy stuff. There's a new thing. So I don't know if you heard about this one. And maybe your son, how old is your son? I mean, you don't have to tell me. It's fine. But um, he's, he's nine. Nine. Oh, yeah. My nephew's nine. So there's a thing going yeah. around. that I just saw it yesterday. On It was on Barstool, and then it was on a few podcasts after that. Um, there's kids running around okay. in school. And they're called, they call themselves coin boys. So what they do, <laughs> <laughs> they live and die by the coin. So it's kind of like Two-Face, where they just flip a coin. Every decision okay. they do in school, okay. it depends on the coin flip. But the teacher said that Everything. there's like 50 of them. So like every, pretty much every boy in, in school is a coin boy. And if you're not, you're getting made fun of. So they carry around a quarter at all times. And if the teacher tells them to do something, they go... <laughs> Let the coin decide, and they flip a coin in front of the teacher. And if the teacher, if the lands heads, they do it. If tails, they don't do it. And they say they live and die by the coin. So this is, I mean, again, I'm learning about this for the first time, but if if this went on when I was in high school, it'd be awesome. I I would be all in on being a coin boy. Oh, yeah, I would have done that. Hold on, let me get out the coin. You know, that's it. Yeah, the example she gave was... The the example she gave was... uh, he, she assigned homework for like the first or second night of school and the kid said I'm going to flip a coin if I do it or not and she goes if you pull that coin out I'm going to call your mother and the kid stared at her and he goes the coin will decide and then flipped it and it was heads he goes I'm going to do the I'm going to do the homework and he, so he ended up doing the homework anyway but the coin decided if he was going to do it or not she goes this is day the two the coin told on, him to do that <laughs> yeah we're on day two and this is already happening so Okay, yeah, yeah, that's funny. All right, so, I mean, it was nice having you on, obviously. We had a good conversation, I feel like. We got into your substack. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Everything you write about, we got into UFOs, which is always fun to talk about. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we, I, yeah, yeah, we wrapped it up at the end with uh, little Brian Bry out. So, um, with yeah, that, that was being, fun. I, I didn't think I would do as bad on that, but. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I mean, what, if you would have asked me two weeks ago when I first, I had no idea what these words meant until I looked it up because I was like, I got it. I should do a podcast on that and see what these kids are saying. So I looked Great. it up and I'm like, oh, these, these words, there's no way people are going to, I ask my friends now, like we're 35. I ask them and they're like, I have no idea what that means. Like, yeah. why, would, why would I know what right. middle school and high school kids are saying? And I'm like, I don't know, man. And I was like, <laughs> it is what it is. So <laughs> hopefully we exactly. have you on again next time and we can play another game and, uh, or you can throw some curveballs my way. We can get into it, but you can check it right, out. Right, right. Working class iconoclast on Substack, Brian Alford, 1983. Uh, yeah, it's been a fun, fun little interview we had. And uh, looking forward to hopefully doing this again. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I mean, yeah, it was a good time. Um, good questions, you know, and I like, like I said, I like the game. And yeah, hopefully we can do this again at some point. Yeah. So that was the interview. Obviously, you guys just heard it um, with Brian on his Substack. His link is going to be in the description for this podcast. Also, he's going to be promoting it. So don't feel bad about not knowing where it is or not knowing who he is. Obviously, you just heard him. And uh, we're going to go from there. So I appreciate everyone that's going to listen. Appreciate everyone that has listened. Shout out to Brian. I know you're probably listening to this now. It was a great episode. Great interview. Hopefully, we can do it again. You can get a little better at Brian or Bry out. I did spring that on you at the last moment. So I'm sorry about that. I was like, hey, man, we just got this audio set up. By the way, we're going to play this game I just came up with. So uh, it was fun. Look forward to tomorrow with the Would You Questions, the Would You Wednesday. And um, I got a little heat. I got a little heat last week for how much, how the vulgarity of it. I mean, I curse in every episode, right? That's fine. Everyone, no, there was, I wouldn't say everybody. Out of the 30 people that listened to it, I think about three people were like, you should probably tone it down. So who knows? It could, get, it could, it could go crazy tomorrow. But 
we'll worry about that. We'll cross that bridge tomorrow. So again, appreciate everyone, everybody that listened. Everyone, everybody, appreciate all of you that listened. How about that? And uh, yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. Stay safe out there. <laughs>